Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up. Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs. Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Welcome to the 7220 Sports Kickoff Show. Here are your hosts, Cody Tucker and Jared Newland. Welcome to the 7220sports.com kickoff show, sponsored in part by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, Wild Lotto, Papa Murphy's Pizza, Rocky Mountain Shirtworks, and Lovejoy's Bar and Grill. 100,119 fans will cram into Daryl K. Royal Texas Memorial Stadium tonight when Wyoming gets into Austin to take on the number four Texas Longhorns, Jared Newland. I can't think of a more fun road game. I've had this one circled for a really long time. I love Austin. I was actually here two months ago on vacation. Uh, We'll go here on vacation every single time I have the opportunity. (laughs) They have the best barbecue on planet Earth, in my humble opinion. Uh, Love some Lone Star beer. Love uh, 6th Street, Rainy Street. I love this city. And you know what? I got to tell you, if I was an awesome recruit in the high school level, it'd be pretty damn hard to say no to the University of Texas. It's hard to believe that they were down for so many years. How? And but every program goes through it. We all know that, but but how exactly? Yeah. The amount of money they have, the amount of great places to eat, go drink, have fun, the weather, all that has Let's be all real. positive. Oh yeah, and the women, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but it's it's hard to believe that what one coach bad coaching hire can do to a program alabama went through it for crying out loud we talk about it a lot my buddies and i how does usc go through lulls in miami and florida state and florida how in the world does that happen and you know what maybe 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 it should give you a little bit of uh, a smile on your face of the consistency craig bull has brought to the wyoming cowboys i know some of you are not happy with six seven wins hell neither are we we want we all want to win uh, but you know, it's pretty been pretty consistent. I mean, we've seen Texas teams that are winning four games a year. I don't even know how that's possible with the amount of talent, <laughs> but I will tell you, when I lived in Houston for two years, a guy named Manziel was uh, up in up at AM. Uh, a guy named RG3 was over in Baylor. Uh, Houston always seems to have a quarterback. TCU has a quarterback. Even at the time, SMU had a quarterback, and he was Texas's former quarterback. Every team in this state seemed to have a quarterback except Big Bad, the Big Bad Longhorns. Yeah, when, and that does not make the alumni happy at all. When a Texas Tech and a Baylor yeah. and an A&M, of course, they're doing more mm-hmm. and getting better players. So the checkbooks have opened up, folks. <laughs> and they, this is true NIL money here. Yeah, well, uh, Texas does have a quarterback now, and that guy is Quinn Ewers, a 6'2", 195-pound sophomore out of South Lake Carroll up in the DFW Metroplex. Really good quarterback, 609 yards passing so far, three touchdowns. He's completing 63.2% of his passes. He uh, even, uh, I know it's it looks deceiving, 11 carries for 23 yards, but uh, a couple of those have been huge third down pickups, including one in that, uh, one in particular in that uh, 34-24 upset last week in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, which, oh, by the way, also happened to be Alabama's first non-conference loss in 20 seasons and the first under Nick Saban. 
He's a really good quarterback. And Nick Saban losing to a former assistant coach in Steve Sarskisian, which didn't happen for all these years with Nick Saban, and now it's happened three times in the last two seasons. Yeah. And, uh, of course, around these parts there are no – well, not around these parts. We're in Austin, Texas. But when we're home – there's not a lot of love lost for Mr. Steve Sarkeesian, <laughs> uh, former BYU quarterback who broke my little heart in 1996. I'll never forget that. Yeah, and um, I, that's probably the furthest thing from Steve Sarkeesian's mind going into the game this weekend. But you and me and fans like us, yeah, it's still bitter. Yeah, it's very bitter. I rewatched that last night, wrote about it. Head over to 7220sports.com, check out our Gear Up for Game Day special where we I, I really try to utilize that to tell like little anecdotes and stuff like that. And I started it off with a few simple words. I have ultimate respect for Texas. And the reason I say that, they came to Laramie in 2009. Certainly didn't need to. The University of Texas does not ever need to come to Laramie, Wyoming. One of the most iconic helmets mm-hmm. in all of college football trotted out onto that stadium that day. And it gave me chills. Yes. It was incredible to see them in Laramie. That was the loudest I'd ever heard War Memorial Stadium in my life when Luke Ruff blocked that punt and Golly Muhammad landed on it in the end zone and the Cowboys took up a lead, albeit brief, uh, but a lead in that game. It was incredible. And just props to Mac Brown yes. for allowing that to happen. Yes. 100%. Love that. And, and oh, by the way, that team played for the national title again that year with Colt McCoy and lost to Alabama in the Rose Bowl. Uh, yeah, those teams don't need. That's why don't tell anybody I said this. Um, I do have respect for Nebraska in that in, in that way. They came to Laramie. Texas A&M, always. Ole Miss, you'll never see them on Wyoming's schedule ever again. Virginia. Virginia, but God bless them for coming. They don't need to. Texas Tech will never come to Laramie again. We know no. that. Mizzou's not coming back to Laramie. But nope. there are future schedules, though. Cal, yep. Yep. BYU, Utah. Those teams don't need to come there anymore because they're in these big power conferences mm-hmm. now. But they're going to fulfill these contracts. Yeah. You know what? I, I, and that gives me the ultimate respect. And then when Wyoming made the return trip in 2010, I'm not sure if you were at that one or not. Yes. But Ruben Narcisse, unfortunately, had just passed away. Wyoming's freshman linebacker killed in an automobile accident on Highway 287 in northern Colorado. And there's his face up on the Jumbotron. And when you're in Texas, we're talking about Jumbotron. That thing was ahead of its time. You couldn't help but catch your eye that you see Steamboat up there and you see a picture of Ruben Narcisse. And here comes their band down the field and playing Cowboy Joe. And they said, we want to welcome our friends from uh, the University of Wyoming who have had a rough week and it was a really, really special moment. It was. And once again, chills. Yeah. <laughs> I got yeah, him right now. You're just talking about it. Yeah. And um, very, very classy program. And we all know the, you know, um, Fred Akers, yep. you know, leaving Wyoming, going to Texas. And he was at that game at that time yep. and, and things like that. So it, it was very special. Um, we always have a lot of fun when we're here as well. Yes. Yeah. Well, one other tie that is at this game today Joe DeCamillis, a uh, former Wyoming All-American wrestler, he is uh, on the Texas staff. He was he was just inducted with his teammates just three weeks ago in the Wyoming Hall of Fame, and uh, he wasn't able to be there because he was preparing to uh, to start the season with the University of Texas. So he, of course, is married to Dan Reeves' daughter. Uh, we all know about the unfortunate incident, I believe, in 20, uh, 2009, where the bubble in, in Dallas blew down when he was a coach of the Dallas Cowboys. and. He broke his neck. Nine days later, he's out there with a neck brace coaching that team. I mean, he is cowboy tough. And he was an interim head coach during part of the season as well. Yep, yep. Yep. When Gary Kubiak went down, yep. So he'll be on the other side. Another interesting tidbit. 
And of course, we're saying hello to our former friend, Isaiah Nair, a really good wide receiver during his two years with the Cowboys, Uh, more than 1,000 yards receiving, 12 touchdowns in the air. Those all came in the 2021 season. He's a really special player. Uh, Talked to a few of his teammates this week about what that'll be like to see him. They said there's no bad blood, no love loss. They were actually really sad to see him tear his ACL last year and not get that chance with Texas because they really felt like his stock was on the rise. Yeah, it hurts to talk about that kind of stuff, but his stock was very much on the rise, and he is a really good player, and he's buried on their depth chart right now at wide receiver. And he had a lot of offers that year leaving Wyoming. I mean, a lot of big programs wanted him. He finally chose his home state, uh, came back to Texas, and um, it was very unfortunate of him, uh, you know, blowing his knee last year. But he's got one catch, 14 yards or something like yep, that, yep. going into tonight's game. And uh, we'll see if – there's got to be some plays for him tonight. Yes. We, we know yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, uh, but I don't think he wants to do any damage to Wyoming, but he definitely wants to win the game and have fun. Yeah. So Wyoming's roster currently has 22 uh, natives of the Lone Star State. Uh, Oscar Giles, of course, he's making his return to Austin – he played here, he coached here, he won a national championship here. Uh, he really downplayed it this week. Of course, everybody and their mother wanted to do a story about Oscar Giles this week and a really great human being. This is his first chance to come back and coach against Texas. Uh, really excited for the opportunity, but saying all the right things like he normally does. He just wants to see his guys go out and play. And I tell you what, him and Craig Bowl, he is the defensive tackles coach. They're not worried about that unit whatsoever tonight. And that tells you everything you need to know because Texas is – they're one of the best teams in the country, and Greg Bull mentioned it earlier this week. They are a team that should be battling for a national championship this year. Definitely, and that D-line, um, that's one of the deepest parts of the Wyoming team, and that's one of the most important parts of the game today too Absolutely. because they're going to be rotating in and out. It's hot, it's humid, yep. and um, they're, they're going to need rest, but they're also going to be out on the field for uh, – long clips at a time as well. Well, in Texas, uh, so far, has not been able to really establish their run game. Uh, you look at this right now, Jonathan Brooks is their <laughs> leading rusher, 26 carries, 109 yards. Uh, that's an average of 4.2. That's fine, but Texas fine. Uh, the guy behind him as well, 69 rushes or 69 yards on 16 carries. Um, they could do better, and I have a really good feeling that they're going to try and establish the run today, and that's their main objective coming into this game against the Cowboys. Definitely, but if they can't establish a run, we all know what they can do over the top and yes. what they did to Alabama last week. Yep. They're hitting on all cylinders with that pass game. It's not just the wide receivers. It's the tight ends as well. Yeah, it, it's been rainy here. You have to wonder. I know when I saw the rain coming down on 6th Street last night, my first thought was, does this benefit the Wyoming Cowboys? I think you'd have to say yes. Uh, I don't think anybody nationally is going to say yes, but we I think we know this program well enough that I think that could really help. It can as long as the ball security is there for the Cowboys, and that's something they haven't done a good job of so far this year. Each running back has, has fumbled the ball. That's a fact. That is a fact. Uh, let's hear what Craig Bowl has to say uh, about this Texas team. Of course, he has coached against them. This will be the 11th time, and uh, when we talked to him uh, on Monday, he's, I said, do you know what your record is against the University of Texas? And he goes, no. And I said, do you, do you want to know? <laughs> he's like, yeah, feed me. Uh, one and nine, all time. And that's including four games, I believe, with Nebraska. Five games with Nebraska, five games with the University of or at Rice. 
Rice actually gave Texas some hell back then in the Southwest Conference days. And they actually played Texas well the first game of the season. They did. They did, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Nebraska only got them one time, and that was in San Antonio in 1999 in the Big 12 title game. And Texas had beat them in Lincoln earlier that year. So uh, no love loss for Texas from Craig Bull whatsoever, uh, going back to his Nebraska roots. But here's what he had to say about this Texas team, which uh, raised a few antennas. You know what? I've had a chance to look at the University of Texas for 35 years. And uh, sometime coaching against them, uh, a lot of years coaching against them. Uh, this is the best Texas football team I've seen. Uh, I think they're as good as what's been advertised. I know a lot of the national writers had had really think great things to say about them. Uh, I think Coach Sarkeesian's done a great job uh, meshing in with the fabric of the University of Texas. It's a unique place. I have a lot of dear friends who have coached there. Uh, and Oscar Giles had played there, and I think he's done a great job with this program. They are hitting on all cylinders. Um, you know, yours is a real deal. I mean, he's as good as advertised. Great receivers, uh, people that can stretch the field, tight ends. They take a lot of shots, and they're not long foul balls. They hit a lot of home runs. Over on defense, I think their defensive front is very disruptive. They run well. Uh, they're back seven. Uh, guys tackle well. They've got great speed. They matched up with Bama and ran step for step with them. And I think we all know what kind of team that they have to go into Tuscaloosa and win the way they did. And so, uh, really impressive team. And uh, I think they deserve to be in the uh, conversation of the, the national championship. Uh, we'll get their best shot, I, I'm sure, and we're going to give them our best shot. And so uh, excited about the game, a lot of work ahead, uh, got to move forward as a football program, and uh, this will be a, a great opportunity to do this. So, You know, Jared, the Longhorns did win the national championship in 2005 with a guy named Vince Young, uh, the, my most favorite uh, national championship game I've ever watched in my life. It was one of the better ones, for sure. Um, you go back to that 1999 uh, Big 12 championship. I was actually at that game. Oh, really? The trophy back then. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and I, I remember uh, Bevo took a, a disliking to a camera guy. He yeah. got a little close to him there in the end zone. But, um, but yeah, Craig, you know, one and eight, one and nine, whatever it is, you know. I mean, it's in the back of his mind, but, of course, that's not going to have any factor on what's no, going on no. this evening. I mean, that was a long time ago. Much different teams yeah. back then. But um, the Pokes just, I mean, they got to get over the weather factor, which is the humidity. We know that. And playing in front of 101,000 people. Yeah. I mean, that's... It's a, it's a lot. Um, and I did see, I had a fan send me, and it's on our Twitter account at 7220sports. A fan sent me, said I was walking by War Memorial Stadium. I'm like, what in the hell is going on over there? Walked by, uh, Craig said he was going to crank the noise this week, and the noise was absolutely cranked. And a player actually tuned in and said, uh, yeah, you should hear it in the indoor practice facility. Echoes that much more in there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, they'll go. To, they'll have to use the silent count probably quite a bit tonight, yeah. and 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 really get settled in. And and we've seen some false starts from that young offensive line as yeah. well. So hopefully their composure is there, and they they they're able to do what they need to do tonight. And that's just play a solid game, run game, establish that run game, yeah. of course, and see if the tight ends and or wide receivers can get open. Uh, what do you think this crowd's going to be like tonight? We know it's going to be packed, but they got to be really excited to welcome their guys home. However, 
I haven't sensed that on the streets. And maybe I'm on the wrong streets because I can't imagine a ton of fans. You know, 6th Street, let's be real, that's more college kids and just kids out having fun. But I wonder what the sentiment is around this team and how excited they truly are going to be to welcome them back. And it's not oppressively hot today. Yeah, I would think, especially being a later night game, because I think the last time the folks were here was an hour earlier and Mm -hmm. the heat factor was still there. That was incredible. Tonight, the the sun's going to be almost down all the way if it even pops out of these clouds. So so it may not be a factor at all. And the heat is, I mean, it's 20 degrees less than what it was Mm -hmm. the last time they played here as well. Oh, it's huge. (laughs) Huge um, So... But the fans are definitely going to be fired up because the ones that didn't make the trip to Tuscaloosa, there's you know a hundred hundred thousand of them here tonight rooting on on their home team Longhorns and this is the best team Texas has had since that national championship team yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Craig Bull's opinion as well. Um, I know it means absolutely nothing, but I saw one Texas hat on Sixth Street last night. One, there's, nothing else. There was two on our plane on Thursday. Um, coming from Denver, and there was about 30 pokes. We had them outnumbered then. Yeah. Oh, there was a ton of Cowboys fans on my flight. I ran into a ton, uh, a ton last night, tons uh, downtown, and uh, got stopped by a lot of people that uh, love the website, love the kickoff show. So uh, some guys that will be downloading the app uh, to listen to the show because they said, a couple guys told me this, that's the worst part about being on the road here is we can't listen to the to the kickoff show. That is not true. Folks, it's a free app. Download it. <laughs> yeah, it works everywhere. It's amazing. Uh, this, this trip I've had circled for a long time, Jared, and it got me thinking. Uh, you and I have been very blessed to go to some unbelievable road games, uh, Wyoming or not, uh, during our lives. Uh, to me, Texas is right up there. I will say... Uh, you and I were both at the same game in 2010 uh, here here at uh, Darrell K. Royal. It's an unbelievable atmosphere. I love the pageantry. Bevo's great. The big drum, the band, the the huge Texas State flag that comes out on the field, the colors, that logo you mentioned, the helmet. That song. That uh, the damn song. song. <laughs> yeah, the eyes of Texas. It, it's so good. But uh, it's in my top five for sure. Uh, but... Uh, sorry, Texas fans out there who are listening. To me, College Station, uh, Kyle Field. I went there for my 21st birthday and watched the Cowboys uh, play there. It was really second to none. It was unbelievable. When they do the wave back and forth there, yeah. and in the press box it says, don't worry if you feel the stadium move. It's <laughs> it's engineer sound, all this kind of stuff. It's freaky. Yeah. Because you are the press box actually moves when the fans do their wave back it's and forth. It, it's it's eerie. The night before, like I said, it was my twenty first, so we were at the bar, of course. And uh, about eight o'clock, everybody left. And we're like, "What in the world?" And we just followed the crowd right over to Kyle Field, where they went to yell practice, and they practice their cheers with their little male cheerleader guy down on the track. And there's 70,000, 80,000 people inside Kyle Field the night before the game, and then they all go right back to the bar. It was phenomenal. <laughs> and, folks, that's that's three times the amount of people that are in War Memorial Stadium on a good day. Yeah. What are some other ones that really come to mind for you? Well, I was fortunate to watch uh, Michigan host Notre Dame at the Big House, I've been which Big was House great. As well. yeah. um, it's, it's not as loud as you would think it would be, just the, the structure of the stadium. It's more of a bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of bowls, I've been to the Rose Bowl. Awesome. I saw Alabama take on UCLA nice. um, there. 
once again, not as loud as you would you would think. Kind of the bowl thing, yeah, too, right? Absolutely. But that murmur, that and the scenery yes. of Pasadena. Yes. I mean, it was very very cool to be. And I've actually seen a Rose Bowl there game there too. Um, and then. I'll tell you, Ole Miss was great. That was one of the best trips, and that's where you and I actually met for the <laughs> yeah. first time. Yeah, I can't believe I have a job after uh, <laughs> after that. In fact, but <laughs> and yeah, it wasn't a f- packed house that night, but just seeing something different in the South mm-hmm. because the student section they dress up, dress to the, the guys have ties on, the ladies have dresses on. I mean, yeah. it's just really cool. Um, I've been to Florida, been to Florida State, and I've been to Miami. Who's best out of those? Florida State Probably back not. then, but that was when they were winning national championships. Was Miami in the Orange Bowl then? They were, the old Orange Bowl, mm-hmm. and that, that was kind of a, you know what, it wasn't a great stadium whatsoever, and it's yeah. not in a good part of town. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. Um, but I've been to numerous ASU games. When they're rolling, that's a fun stadium nice. as well. Well, the Cowboys are playing there. So what next year? Yes, yeah. Next open year in open up in Tempe. Yeah, <clears throat> can't wait for that. And, and it gets you looking at those those uh, schedules. I've 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 had this circled forever. I believe in 2016 it came out. Yep. And one other game, and I don't want to give them credit because I don't like the state of Washington. I don't like the city of Seattle. <laughs> but the University of Washington, the scene there is mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Um. I mean, it is loud as loud can be. They were. When I saw a game there, other than the two, the Wyoming game, um, they hosted Miami, and they were big underdogs. They boat raced Miami. I remember that in the in the nineteen ninety yeah, 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 yeah. ninety nine season. It was crazy. Maybe it was a two thousand season, but it was crazy. Um, and we have to give Nebraska some love. Yeah, hate to do it, but that is a great scene. Seats are so tight, but other than that, I mean, yeah, those people live for that. Um, and Tennessee, Tennessee. I haven't been to Tennessee. It makes it better because the last time I was at Tennessee, Wyoming won the game. <laughs> That's what made Ole Miss a lot of fun, uh, from what I recall. I'm pretty sure Wyoming won that game. I don't really remember. Uh, yes, it, I think it was Thunder and Lightning <laughs> yes. in the Thunder and Lightning it that sure night. Was. It sure was. Uh, Virginia was kind of cool. Uh, I believe it was Scott Van Pelt who called them Zima drinkers, and he very much nailed that. <laughs> Uh, they also dress up, and they have the white columns and all that stuff. Uh, it was oppressively hot that day. It was miserable that yeah. day. Uh, but, you know, it was fun. It was fun to see a game over on the East Coast like that. Um, the Carrier Dome in Syracuse was pretty cool. Was it really? Yeah, it was. It was cool. Wow. I can't I, I even wish, watch that on TV. I wish there, there would have been more people there that evening, but it was cool. Yeah. It, it was really neat to – you don't get to watch games in domes at the college level. No. A lot. Thank <clears> God. <throat> yeah. <laughs> one of the cool ones, I covered Michigan State at Ohio State. Uh, the horseshoe was cool. Uh, unfortunately, it was one of those noon kickoff, Big Twelve, Big Ten kickoffs, so that kind of sucked. But uh, great venues around here. I, I put Texas right up at the top with it. And uh, before we go the other, we're going to take a quick break here, Jared. But, uh, you know, speaking of all these venues and these games, I asked Craig Bull this week. Is it very much on purpose that Wyoming is playing a Texas? Because like we mentioned, there's 22 guys on this team that are from this state. And he said, you know, you got to fit some criteria here. Uh, We have bills to pay. Uh, Reportedly, Texas will pay Wyoming $1.85 million for this game because they're not making a return trip to Laramie. That checks a box. The Texas guys on this roster very much checks a box. It's in the recruiting footprint. Craig Bull even joked about, uh, yeah, we were supposed to play Clemson a couple years ago. That made zero sense. But then they, we went to UConn. That made even less sense. 
And there's a re- there's another game scheduled with UConn, yes. home and home now. Yeah. Which I don't like that. Throw some but, basketball into that. <laughs> but you go to the f- recruiting footprint, like I said, there's two games at North Texas yes. with return visits, of course, um, scheduled at, at UTEP, at Texas Tech. So, yeah, you definitely have to stay in this area of the country where it's a recruiting hotbed. Yeah, absolutely. I'm Cody Tucker, joined by Jared Newland here live in Austin, Texas. Uh, on the other side of the break, we'll, we'll break down this game. We'll talk about the Portland State game last week. We'll see you on the other side. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We welcome you back to the 7220sports.com kickoff show presented in part by Papa Murphy's Pizza, where you can get 50% off your online order by entering promo code 7220sports, 7220sports on game days, only available in Laramie and Cheyenne. Typically, once the game starts outside the noise, you know, the games are the game, whether there's 100,000 or 15,000, the noise does come into play. And so we're going to work hard on crowd noise this week. That's going to be important. You know, we have a RD and a medical staff where we can work on changing our diet during the course of this week to make sure that we stay hydrated. That does come into play. Cramping comes into play, and they've done a good job with that. Uh, and then one of the roles I have as a head football coach is, you know, once the game starts, is uh, it's uh, man against man. Go out and play. I do think that there's there's benefits of, of playing against a really good opponent. I know I listened to Coach Saban's press conference. He talked about being tested. Uh, they were tested. We will get tested, and that gives you another barometer where we're at as a football team. Greg Bull knows full well what to expect here at Darrell K. Royal Stadium tonight, where the Cowboys and number four Longhorns will kick off at 6 p.m. Mountain Time. That game will be televised, of course, exclusively on the Longhorn Network. Put out a story earlier this week. It gave you literally every option under the sun to go find the Longhorn Network. And thank you, Charter Spectrum, for (laughs) (laughs) negotiating with Disney so that channel is back live on the Spectrum and Charter affiliations. No doubt. Uh, Really excited for this game, Jared. Uh, You know, nobody's given the Cowboys a chance in this one, and and that's fine. Um, like we said, we talked about on the other side of the break, it's not really a make-or-break kind of game for the Cowboys. Would it be a great win? Yeah, it'd be an unbelievable win, I would argue. And I wrote about it earlier. It'd probably be the, it'd be the biggest win in the University of Wyoming's history. Uh, it'd be huge. It'd be fun. It'd be great. Uh, it would be mentioned probably with the Appalachian State going into Michigan game. That could be the new age, <laughs> you know. Why, remember Wyoming, Texas. That could be a thing forever. But, you know, we got to be realistic here, too. This Cowboys team... Uh, as you see in your magazine, you've mentioned uh, before, uh, Texas is loaded. 
Oh, man. We talked about the unit rankings going into that Texas Tech game. And, you know, they were kind of all over the board according to Athlon's magazine. You know, quarterback was six. DBs were 11. O-line was 11. We're like, seriously? O-line 11 out of 14 teams in the Big 12? That just didn't make sense. But you made a statement saying that just shows that they're a really good overall unit, overall team. Well, Texas, it's ones across the board. Every single unit is ranked first, according to Athlon Magazine. Yes, they are. Man, this beer tastes good. (laughs) What? (laughs) Might need a few of these. It does. I actually need it. We're filming on a Friday, by the way. I'm not drinking drinking beer uh, before the game. We're filming this? (laughs) Or just recording it? Oh, God. Yeah, I hope there's not a film around yes, here. Yes, folks, we are having fun. It's 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 Friday uh, morning-ish, <laughs> and um, we're in the VRBO where I'm staying. It's called the Moon Unit. It's sweet. <laughs> Six bedroom, four bath. And we're not fighting. You might be able to hear the party going on downstairs, too, that we're missing, but uh, that's all right. We got business at hand. Uh, let's get uh, the the Wyoming-Portland State game out of the way. Uh, Jared, just overall thoughts on that game. Uh, the Cowboys, of course, win it 31-17. They were a 28-point 28, 28 favorite, which, by the way, if you're not a gambler, do we care about these damn point spreads? They drive me crazy. And the folks that I was standing around during the game, they're going to know if they listen to this that I'm talking about them. I won't say names, but they were complaining about Bull not covering the spread against Portland State, and I said... First of all, don't worry about that. And second of all, how much money did you actually bet on? He goes, one guy said $5, one guy said $10. And I said, shut up right yeah, there. It's 5 and $10. If it was 1000 then I'd be a little <laughs> upset if I were you. It was 5 bucks, you guys. Who cares? And it's the, the only stat of the day that matters is the W. Yes. And not the L. Did it feel, I wrote about it in my column, which I actually got a lot of heat on my column because people didn't read the column, instead read the headline that one team acted like this game mattered, the other one pulled their quarterback uh, with a a quarter to go, and this was almost a seven-point game. And it was. It was almost a seven-point game. And once again, man, Craig Bull has lucked out more times than not. They are 9-1 and in these games against FCS opponents at home. But it has not been an impressive 9-1 and one at all. And every year before this game, they talk about how this needs to be more important. We need to, you know, you talked about it last week. The best improvement comes from week one to week two. It needs to be important to us. Coach, Coach Bull coached at North Dakota State, an FCS team for all those years. They went into Kansas State and won. They went Minnesota. into Minnesota and won. <laughs> He knows what those teams are feeling, what those locker rooms are feeling coming into these games, but it's not its not making its way to his team. And these games have usually been, the fourth quarter has been the favorable quarter for the Cowboys mm-hmm. going into these games because they had to pull out the win in all these fourth quarters. Yeah. Fourth quarter last week is damn near the one that put them, buried them, because, I mean, yeah, it was still a 14-point win, but... Portland State dominated the fourth quarter when Wyoming should have had that team worn out. Mm-hmm. The O-line, they should have just ran the ball, ran the ball, ran the ball. They couldn't move the ball. They couldn't. And they couldn't stop Portland State. No, they couldn't. And what's more problematic, having to make a comeback against one of these teams or not being able to put the nail in the coffin? That's what made me think this game almost, this is drastic, I get it, but it didn't feel like a win afterwards. It didn't feel like... Man, they're really moving in the right direction after that win over Tech. What it felt like was how we said Tech was like Missouri, and then Wyoming struggled against Texas State. We gave them we gave them some leeway because it was on the road. Then they came home, and it took a 75-yard touchdown run from Trey Smith to beat Idaho. Well, it's it's 
the Craig Bowl formula. Yes. He doesn't show his hands whatsoever. I mean, and that's probably what he was thinking. Like, we're going to be fine in this game. Let's just get out of here with a win and not show anything. And then, you know, the defense was playing off the wide receivers, leaving them wide open, all this kind of stuff. But that's just part of his M.O. in these games. And, yes, it's frustrating. Fr- frustrating as a fan, of course. And But we all know that it's he's 2-0. Yeah. The Cowboys are 2-0. That's the most important thing going into this game against Texas. And like you said, Cody, if they can win this game, great. If they don't, it's not the end of the world by any means. They're 2-1. Yeah. The entire conference season is left ahead of them. And a big game next week against App State. Yeah. Well, you're right, Jared. They, sh- they certainly didn't show anything. Uh, the, the Cowboys ran 11 plays in the fourth quarter for eight yards. That's not even including the penalty yardage that was assessed. So they were actually in the negative. Uh, Portland State had an 11-play, 54-yard touchdown drive. Then they followed that up with a 12-play, 82-yard drive that culminated in a touchdown that was called back. If that touchdown's not called back, and it was a procedure, it was a, they were lined up illegally. It was a legal formation penalty. Uh, They score that touchdown, they have a minute left, and they're down by seven. A week after Wyoming is the talk of the country after beating Texas Tech. It's just, it's maddening. It is, and but once again, it's it's just how Craig coaches. It's how his teams are made up, and we're just very fortunate. The Cowboys are two and zero, and let's all be happy going into the game against yep. Texas. Um, I guess the only one worrisome thing was that you didn't see Andrew Peasley in the fourth quarter. Was that? Um, on purpose, he did have a nice bag on his shoulder. Was he just resting, or is there is there something more to read into that? We don't know. Well, what was coming out of uh, Wyoming's camp is that uh, they wanted to get Evan some work. Um, you got to take that for at face value, I suppose. Is Andrew Peasley hurt? We don't know. But yes, you wanted to see Evan out there getting some work, but let him throw the ball. That's what we're all wanting to see. Is if he? I mean, they talk about his arm. Let's see him throw the ball. Yeah. All he did was hand off the ball. I think what Craig, you mentioned it, it's it's in Craig's DNA. I think what he expected to see in that fourth quarter was whether Andrew is hurt or not, uh, precaution. Let's sit him down. We think this game's out of hand. It's 31 to 10 going into that fourth quarter. I Instead of saying, I want to see Evan throw the ball and see what he can do. Instead, I think he said, what's going to be better for this team in the long run? I want to see this young, unproven offensive line punch them in the mouth, wear them out, and go score it in this game. They did not do that. And that that's the most disappointing part about yes. last Saturday. Yes. Is the offensive line didn't get it done when we thought that they really would get it done. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and, and, yeah, Portland State knew they were going to run the ball there. But like we talked about earlier, Texas, <laughs> Alabama knew Texas was going to run the ball too. And Texas imposed their will. They got them to jump off sides on a fourth down uh, in their own home building. Um, but they, they held onto the ball, and they ran out the clock on Alabama. Yeah. And go back to the Portland State-Wyoming game. The defense played really well. Yeah. They contained Sashery, yeah. which was one of the um, parts of the – we didn't know that they were going to be able to do that because Sashery actually got loose against Oregon, even though they got blown out. He actually ran the ball a lot yeah. and did really well. And that's one thing they had to do was contain him, and they did that job. 17 carries for five yards. But 
they let him pass the ball. Yes, they did. Yeah, 22 of 38, 214 yards, a touchdown. He did throw a pick to Wyatt Eckler. Uh, Andrew Peasley, Craig Bull did say had his best outing um, in a Cowboy uniform. 11 of 16, 201 yards, three touchdowns, which tied a career high. He did throw a pick. That was absolutely not his fault. The thing I'm really excited about tonight in Texas, in deep in the heart of Texas here in Austin, Harrison Whaley is going to be in a Wyoming uniform for the first time. This is his chance. I really feel like at Portland, in these first two games, I think Craig was trying to figure out without DeWine McNeely and without Harrison Whaley, who was going to step up and be that number one running back. I think we're all under agreement that Sam Scott's probably, probably had that best showing. Uh, the yards certainly show that. He fumbled. DQ James fumbled. Jamari Farrell fumbled. Now Harrison Whaley's coming in. He has 2,000 yards already under his belt from his time at Northern Illinois. Really excited for him. I think that the Cowboys are really looking to solidify who that number one guy is. And honestly, on paper, uh, from the looks of it, it really could be Harrison Whaley, and we could see that tonight. And if we can see running back, hopefully it's Whaley, get 20 carries. Yes. Uh, and establish that run game. That's going to be key. And it'd be a good outcome for the Cowboys compared to what the odds makers are saying that, that could happen as a 30-point underdog. Yeah. Well, Oscar Giles called it a cold front, and I suppose around here it probably <laughs> is a cold front. Uh, obviously, I've lived in Texas. You've lived in Texas. It is a cold front for them. I, I haven't been beaten up like I normally do when I'm in Texas. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's in the 80s is it's all. beautiful. And the... The humidity is down, even though it's been raining a lot the last couple of days. But um, it's it's not that Texas heat that they've had all summer long. Yeah. The record Texas heat miserable this year. here this summer. And then the last time the Cowboys are here, which they had 20 inches of rain. Then it was 105 on game day, mm-hmm. and it was the grossest I've ever felt on a game day in my yes, life. Yes, me too. Uh, they it was so hot last game day here. They were handing out bottles of water. And like a complete fool, I took that bottle and dumped it on my head. I was wet for three what happened? days. Yeah. <laughs> it was I remember, and that was when I was working, I was walking around outside at the tailgate and then walked in the stadium. I was dripping wet, and the, the radio booth is open air. And I never dried off yeah. until the fourth quarter. Yeah. it's We are getting the best <laughs> of the best here. And we think, you know, it, it could rain. It, it very well could rain. It's, I believe, 60% chance uh, uh, tomorrow night. But will that benefit Wyoming? Uh, do we, do we want to see Wyoming with 40 rushing attempts in this game? That, if that's, not, things are probably not going I was well. going to say, yeah, that could be a double-edged sword there, too, <laughs> that he's just not going to show anything. But I, I, you definitely want to see a balanced attack. And with Whaley in the game in the lineup tonight, I really do think you're going to see probably 35, 40 rushes yeah, out of too. this ball club. And hopefully 20 pass attempts. I mean, you want to have at least 60 plays. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that means that things are going well for you. I think honestly, Jared. Not what. No matter what the weather is today, I perfectly. I, I feel confident in saying this: that both teams are going to try and establish the run today. I have no doubt that that's Texas's idea today. They know they can throw the ball. Quinn Ewers is already completing sixty-three percent of his passes, six hundred nine yards throwing, six touchdowns, no interceptions. He's got three guys with more than one hundred and fifty receiving yards already. Another guy on the cusp of one hundred yards receiving. They know they can do that. But so far, Jonathan Brooks, just twenty-six carries, one hundred nine yards. Their leading rusher. Uh, you know they want to get him and C.J. Baxter going in that backfield. And they know that Wyoming's defense is 
pretty solid, especially up front. Yes. And they want to just prove that they can do it against anybody. I mean, obviously they, they played well against Alabama, but a lot of it was passing last week. Yep. Um, they want to prove they can run the ball and get them set up for their conference season. So to me, honestly, Jared, I know they're going to do that. Steve Sarkeesian mentioned in his press conference as well. I guess I shouldn't say I know they're going to do that, but uh, I have a really good feeling they're going to really try and run the ball today. Um, he mentioned in their press conference why twice Wyoming has not given up 100 yards rushing, team rushing yet this year through two games. And that includes against the Texas Tech team that beat the Longhorns last year in Lubbock. So that is going to be huge. And you know what, though? It plays right into Wyoming's hands, doesn't it? It's going to run clock. If the Cowboys can get off the field and if the Cowboys can have more success running the football than them, that plays right into Wyoming's hands. Yeah, and um, it's going to be key. Ball security. Keep those. Um, keep that clock running because we all know that Craig wants to run the clock out yeah. every time. And um, Texas doesn't play as fast as a Texas Tech does, but they're going to play fast. Absolutely, they are. Uh, Craig's, Craig made no bones about it this week. He thinks they need to be a plus three in the turnover margin, and uh, he's not wrong. Uh he figures one turnover for the crowd noise and all that good stuff, and then a couple just to, you know, because you need a couple on the road, period. So, And, and you bring up crowd noise, and it's going to affect the Cowboys' young offensive line. they got to cut down on those mental mistakes of those yeah. false starts because that's yeah. been setting the Cowboys back in both games so far this year. And they not only, Jared, in my opinion, need a not a, only a plus three. They need a plus three, three zero. Wyoming cannot turn the ball. They can't give them yep. – they can't give these guys an inch. They really can't. And possibly one of those turnovers turns into points immediately. immediately. Yeah, immediately. Uh, Wyoming will uh, be facing an unbelievably daunting task, especially the secondary. I mean, Xavier Worthy, uh, he's the reason there's a number one next to receivers uh, in that magazine. Uh, really special wide receiver. Already has 12 receptions, 165 yards, and uh, a touchdown. Uh Jatavian Sanders, huge tight end for them. He already has seven catches for 158 in a score. And uh, A.D. Mitchell, he scored two touchdowns last week. He has three already, a wide receiver for them. He, he had two against Alabama in the win. So there's not a lot more we can tell you about the Texas Longhorns. I think that number four next to their name pretty much tells you all you need to know. You know they walked into Tuscaloosa and did what they did last week. It's a special team. They have uh, huge aspirations. You know around here uh, how much pressure these quarterbacks and coaches have been under for since Mac Brown's been gone. So they feel like they're back. I think they're back. They look like a really special team that has big aspirations. And uh, losing to Wyoming is not going to be one of them. But uh, Cowboys will have their say. Most definitely. And just... You almost wish that Baylor was better. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> because that's who Texas plays next week, and you know, opening the Big 12 season and stuff like that. You think that's might be a little bit of a trap game, but there's not going to be any trap tonight. It, Texas is going to be ready for the Wyoming Cowboys. We know that. Yes, they are excited to be in that stadium uh, in a different capacity. I do miss being a fan, but uh, excited to be up in that press box and see all the prestige around here, and and to be in a place. I know you're in a building that could fit everybody from Cheyenne Riverton and Gillette in it is uh, always never lost on me. It is crazy when you think about because Wyoming's 550,000 people and this stadium alone is 100,000. It's, it's crazy. And it's it's three over three times the size of War Memorial Stadium. <laughs> it's wild. And I do remember when Texas came to Laramie, um, you know, it was 12, 13 years ago now, they, some, some of their fans were a little arrogant and they said, we're all the people. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was like, come on, folks. You knew what you were walking into here. There was 30,000 there. The, and the, the suites were under construction at the time. Yeah. So the suites weren't even there. There That's was just, true. There was beams. That's true. And they did bring in the extra seating in the end zone and stuff like that. But still, um, don't be that arrogant. We already know you are. Well, God bless Texas for coming to Wyoming. We talked about it earlier. Really just uh, have a lot of respect for these teams that have the guts to come out and do that. And, uh, you know, I, you'll never hear me giving credit to Utah, but how about Utah coming to Laramie still, even though the COVID canceled their trip in the first place, they stuck with it. So, well, they'd be why you coming next They're time. not afraid of anybody either. <laughs> no, they're not. And it's so nice to see. It really is. Uh, Jared, let's take a little uh, run around the Mountain West and around the uh, national landscape this week. Well, since we are recording this show on Friday, we can talk about the Friday game. Uh, Utah State and Air Force opened up conference play on Friday evening. Uh, Air Force is a nine-point favorite. Um, I think they're probably more like a 20-point better team than Utah State. We know Utah State is not that good. They're playing well, though. They beat up on a Patsy last week, which Mm -hmm. we always wish Wyoming could do Mm -hmm. against a Patsy. But it would be great. I I am an Aggie fan. Right now, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know, everybody knows I'm not an Air Force fan. Yeah, well, Levi Williams uh, got in last week. He actually uh, played really well, so good to see him out there. Um, North Dakota goes into Boise. Could it be Boise opens the season three and or zero and three? Excuse me. And North Dakota leads the FCS in offense, overall offense. They're going to have their hands full. Oh, folks, God, that'd be beautiful. because you wrote in your column. Uh, Boise State hasn't opened a season zero and two since two thousand five. Yeah, George W. Bush was the president. <laughs> Who? <laughs> the guy who's familiar with this yes. parts yes, around yes. here. Uh, San Diego State at Oregon State, sixteenth uh, ranked Oregon State. That is, we all know how good the Beavers are, and San Diego State's offense is just not clicking. They're twenty four and a half point underdogs. The jig is up on the Aztecs. We've talked about it from day one. Could not believe to see them in the Mountain West standings ahead of Wyoming. Their offense sucks. They've always sucked. It's it's a joke. Get a quarterback, Aztecs. How? We just talked about how Texas couldn't find a quarterback when every other school in the state of Texas has one. San Diego State uh, would like a word. They know exactly what they're going through. Uh, later on, on Saturday evening, Vanderbilt goes to the Sin City to play the Rebels. And Vandy, a five-point favorite on the road. Would like to see the Rebels win that game. I would agree. It would be big yeah. for the Mountain West. Yeah. And I'm not a rah-rah Mountain no. West guy. But do we really want the Rebels to get going? We don't. <laughs> but I, I would hardly call beating Vanderbilt getting going. It would be a nice win for them, though. Would like to see it. Vanderbilt is just more than beatable. They are 2-1, and one, though. One of those wins <laughs> over Hawaii. Um, moving on to San Jose State on the road, uh, playing the Toledo Rockets. Toledo's a seven-point favorite in that game. Yeah, they are the front runners in the MAC this year. Uh, the Glass Bowl is no easy task to play in. That's a rough, rough area too. And so. we do know that Toledo usually has a high-powered offense. Yes, it's their defense that kind of holds them back sometimes. Yep. But they're, they're clicking on all cylinders right now. Uh, then of course Wyoming, Texas this evening. Hawaii on the road at Oregon. 38 and a half point underdogs and it's going to be all of that bet that uh new mexico state at new mexico uh the pride of the of the state down there lobo is only a one and a half point favorite and new mexico state everybody thought they were going to be better they're one and two they're not playing good good football right now um fresno state at arizona state if fresno state can get that and for some reason wyoming can win yeah. Watch out, College Game Day. Yeah. October 7th in Laramie, Wyoming. I'm just saying it right now. 
<laughs> um, Kansas at Nevada. Ugh. Nevada is just so bad Kansas right now. Kansas by a million in that. They're 28-point favorites, and it's yeah, they're going to light it up. Um, then, of course, college game day in Boulder. Fox game day in Boulder for the third straight week. They're following the buffs. And I told, I was told by a person they had to take this game college game day. That is they had to get to see you before they lose. Oh. So they want to take advantage of what they can, but Jay Norver Norvell, they're not going to lose. Oh, why do you say that? <laughs> they're not going mean, to lose. We're not just saying it because we don't like CSU. The national media is saying it yeah. that he should just keep his mouth shut. Yeah, talking about how he doesn't ever wear his glasses and hat, hat. and he takes that off when he talks to adults because his mom taught him better. And Dion says, don't bring my mama into this. <laughs> Shador even said something. I mean, it's crazy. But uh, it's a 24-point uh, favorite for the Buffs right now. They win by 40. Bet that one. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's our stone-cold lock of the, of the day, folks. <laughs> yeah, stone-cold lock of the year. Done deal. Awesome, man. Well, let's get out and enjoy Austin and have a good game tomorrow. Have fun. Uh, I think Cowboys probably fall on this one, but I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's a bloodbath by any means. I don't think it hits the thirty point mark. I, that, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, it's going to more be like a like it was a couple years ago, thirty one seventeen ish, thirty seven seventeen, something like that. Yep. Well, thanks, Jared. Appreciate you, man. Uh, have a good time at the game. Uh, this has been the 7220sports.com kickoff show, sponsored in part by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, Y.O. Lotto, Papa Murphy's Pizza, Rocky Mountain Shirtworks, and Lovejoy's Bar and Grill. Thank you for joining us. For Jared Newland, I'm Cody Tucker. Stay tuned for Wyoming football next right here on KOWB.